At a time when the Serum Institute of India is seeking emergency authorization of Covishield, which is what the COVID-19 vaccine being developed by Oxford and AstraZeneca is called in India, the company has found itself embroiled in a big controversy over allegations of side effects from trials. While on one hand, the company's CEO, Adar Poonawala, has dubbed the vaccine to be quote-unquote highly effective against coronavirus and has already even announced plans of manufacturing a million doses by December 2020, a 40-year-old man from Chennai has not only filed a rupees 5 crore worth lawsuit against the company on 21st November, alleging severe neurological impairment in the aftermath of the trial shot, but he's also asked for the trials and further manufacturing plans to be suspended, failing to do which he warned of more legal actions. The company, in turn, sued the volunteer back on 30th November with a 100 crore rupees worth lawsuit, claiming that his allegations were quote-unquote malicious and misconceived. But how did this controversy start? And in this mesh of lawsuits and counter-lawsuits, what does this development mean for us? In this podcast, you'll hear from bioethics experts, Dr. Anand Pan and Dr. Amar Jesani talk about their concerns around the Serum Institute controversy. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shalpuri. Covishield has been said to be India's best bet for a vaccine as it can be stored in normal refrigerator temperatures, unlike the Moderna or the Pfizer candidates. It's also expected to be cheaper than the other vaccines. And recently, after it was announced to be 70% effective after a large-scale trial, while it did raise questions on efficacy, experts nonetheless declared it to be a largely good news for India. And if you've missed our previous episode on the vaccine race, where we spoke to experts for all our questions on this particular vaccine, please do check it out on the show notes. But the controversy from India's trial is certainly posing a setback after all this positive news. According to reports... The Chennai volunteer in concern had signed up for the vaccine trials on 29 September. He was administered a dose of the vaccine at Chennai's Sri Ramachandra Institute of Higher Education and Research on October 1st, after testing negative for COVID-19 antibodies a day before. This means that at that stage, he did not have antibodies that one is likely to develop after recovering from the virus. And 11 days after he was administered a dose of the vaccine, the participant claimed that he went through severe episodes of vomiting and headache, following which a doctor had suggested for a CT scan to be done. In his legal notice sent to the Serum Institute, copies of which have also been sent to the chief executive of AstraZeneca in the United Kingdom, chief investigator of the Oxford Trials and vice-chancellor of Ramachandra Institute, the participant claimed that he was indeed administered a vaccine shot, not a placebo, as he tested positive for COVID antibodies after he was admitted to the hospital on 11th October. He alleged that because of the trial vaccine shot, he suffered through acute encephalopathy, which changes the way the brain functions and leads to confusion, memory loss, behavioral changes, seizures and many other effects. And he said that he could not recognize or speak to anyone and was shifted to the ICU-2 on 26th October. He informed that an electroencephalogram had shown that his brain was actually partially affected and that in a psychiatric evaluation, mild problems in verbal and visual memory functions were also observed. The notice alleged, and I'm quoting a few lines from it, quote, 
The trauma he underwent after taking it clearly proves that the vaccine was not safe as made out to be, and all the stakeholders were trying to hide the adverse effect that the vaccine has had on him. He has gone through extreme sufferings both biologically and psychologically. The vaccine has led to a virtual neurological breakdown in him. End quote. And although he's been discharged at request as per a report on the wire, his wife has said that he hasn't fully recovered yet. Now, in this mad rush for vaccines in the pandemic, a lot of stress is being given for the need of a transparent process. And what is important to note is that the volunteer has also raised allegations about a lack of this much-required transparency. In his legal notice, it has also been said that no public disclosure was made about this event even after the participant had reported about his condition to the right authorities. And Dr. Anand Pan, who is an adjunct professor and researcher in bioethics in Mangaluru Zeynapoi University, says that for the sake of the public's trust, the company could have been more forthcoming in handling this incident and also been more transparent. Yeah, well, so one would have expected them to be more proactive, given that there have been two adverse events for this uh, vaccine candidate in the West, and their the regulators were more open about it, as you know, they uh, did uh, announce the events in a few days after they happened, and also talked about the process which was being followed to respond in terms of establishing privacy. In this case, what we've now, what has happened is, as you know, we've found out after a few weeks, Primarily because uh, the participant has decided to go public. Um, you know, this is something which should have been transparent. So, I mean, it's due to that trigger that we heard of the incident. Uh, there are established uh, procedures in India about how to handle SAEs. SAEs happen, serious adverse events happen in clinical trials. So, that by itself is not necessarily uh, a major problem that there is an SAE. But given that this is a novel vaccine, uh, you know, so it's a new vaccine for a novel virus, uh, it would be good for us to be more proactive and transparent about events which are happening and then also talk about how we are responding to them, what are what is the process we are following, so that there is public trust and, uh, you know, that uh, also responds to any concerns, individuals, communities, uh, the larger state, uh, any stakeholder might have about the vaccine candidate or the regulatory process. But the fact that instead of a dialogue, the company has opted to countersue the volunteer sets a bad precedent, Mr. Bhan says, among the other volunteers who are only participating in this trial for altruistic reasons. Um, the fact that right now it's gone into a scenario where there is, uh, you know, the company versus the participant kind of scenario um, is not a good precedent because that could cause concern among potential volunteers uh, for not just this study, but also future studies about participating in what if something happens. What is also being pointed out is the stark contrast between how AstraZeneca had handled an incident of an adverse reaction among one of its UK volunteers and how the Serum Institute has. If you remember, the pharmaceutical company had paused the trials earlier in September saying that, quote, this is a routine action which has to happen whenever there's a potentially unexplained illness in one of the trials. While it is investigated, ensuring we maintain the integrity of the trials, end quote. But in this case, as we've already said, the volunteer has alleged that his condition was not made public until the lawsuit was filed. And while the Serum Institute extended sympathy for the volunteer's medical condition, they said that their legal notice was sent to, quote, safeguard the reputation of the company, which is unfairly being maligned, end quote. Responding to allegations of an opaque process, the company also asserted that the due process was followed, and I'm quoting a few lines from the official statement, quote, 
we would like to clarify that all the requisite regulatory and ethical processes and guidelines were followed diligently and strictly. The concerned authorities were informed and the principal investigator, the DSMB and the Ethics Committee independently cleared and reckoned it as a non-related issue to the vaccine trial. Post which we submitted all the reports and data related to the incident to the Drugs Controller General of India. It is only after we cleared all the required processes that we continued with the trials. We would want to assure everyone that the vaccine won't be released for mass use unless it is proven immunogenic and safe. End quote. But this doesn't nearly douse the question on the lack of transparency in the trials. Dr. Amar Jesani, a medical doctor, researcher and teacher in bioethics and public health, says that unlike the trials in other countries which have put their protocols out in the public domain, none of the ongoing vaccine trials in India have put out full details of their protocols. In fact, he also says that while Oxford-AstraZeneca itself has made its trial protocol available in the public domain, Serum Institute hasn't. If you look at internationally, yeah. When the vaccine trials started, the the major uh, companies which have started the vaccine trials, the Moderna, the Pfizer, right. the Johnson and John, AstraZeneca, you will find all of them have uh, come out uh, and uh, put up this protocol for the vaccine trials available in the public domain. Yeah. So if you go on their website, you will find the entire protocol of more than hundred pages. You know, which tells you about the science, about what they are doing, what procedures will be done, everything is available there. But in any of the trials that is going on in India, at least five vaccine trials are going on in India, you won't find the full protocol available anywhere. Right. And, uh, you know, AstraZeneca, their protocol, international protocol, is available on their website. And yet, the Serum Institute of India's protocol is not available on the, on, 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 on the, in the public domain. Why, why AstraZeneca is not pressurizing Serum Institution right. to make protocol public in the same way as they have made it public for the American people, for the UK people? Why they are not doing it here? And that is where the problem lies in India. You know, complete lack of transparency. They just don't want people to know. It's only one-sided relationship. It's my trial, you come and participate, kind of stuff. People should understand. People people not want to know more about it. And by knowing more, they are going to support you more. By not telling them, you are creating a lot of suspicion, you know, the mistrust. So that is what has happened now. Can you imagine that for one and a half months after a, a serious adverse event happened, there is a neurological condition reported. Nobody knew anything about the serious adverse event. Till this fellow, you know, who had a, out of desperation, served a notice to the company saying that, you know, I have suffered this and I believe that it is because of the vaccine and you'll have to compensate me. Yeah. And then... All hell get loose, and everybody is shouting. For one and a half months, how could they keep it under wraps? Ethics committee is not talked about. What kind of ethics committee is this? The data safety monitoring board has not issued a statement. Why? That is their job. Yeah. Data safety monitoring board's job is to provide protection to the participants. 
Now, the DGCI and the Institutional Ethics Committee at the implementation site are investigating into the adverse event to see whether or not it was caused by the trials. So, stay tuned for further updates. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts. 